to happen, both from actual citizens and the immigrants that are being bussed in. I I mean, some of the stuff I've some of the stuff or whatever, like with the Palestine stuff, like I agree, like what what Israel is doing is one hundred percent against humanitarianism. Like it's just it's one hundred percent like again using white phosphorus or whatever like dude that is just well that's what no one wants to talk about is what israel's been doing to the people of gaza for like the last few decades yeah it's not like the you know they keep talking about it being an open-air prison like it was legitimately like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's something that people are just like oh and don't get me wrong hamas shouldn't have attacked i think that's awful but i think that's 40, like 30 to 40,000 people out of 2.5 million that live in an area the size of Washington, D.C. Yeah, like that's, like, that's crazy. Yeah, come on, maybe we should stop with the carpet bombing of civilian instruction. Like, hold on, yeah, if Hamas is bad for doing this to civilians, you're no fucking better for doing yeah. it back to civilians. I agree 110%. So how about we stay the fuck out of this weird Middle Eastern war that does not fucking matter to us? But we're getting drugged in the middle of it. Because already yeah. right off the freaking rip, Iran's been bombing U.S. military bases around, and we're sh- shooting drone strikes. Mm-hmm. Then there's talk about free work. North Korea's coming to play with it now, which, in all honesty, it's World War Three starting. Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And which mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. Like if it's just all these Ukraine and Russia. Now, Israel and Palestine, Iran bombing American bases, America attacking drone strikes. Well, it's just let's not forget about the in the silent invasion that's happening at the southern border. Well, that's what we were just talking about. Yeah, we just talking about. Oh yeah, I knew I should have hit record we were, before we segue into that. Welcome back, boys. Episode twenty-eight. Oh, we're changing recording. the narrative. We're live. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, do we want any any whiskey? Before. Uh, depends what you're suggesting. It's not on the floor anymore. Well, that's good. Logan, when you were here last, what I feel like it, I changed something about down here every single time. <laughs> I have slept Which is and really drank. just me. I have slept and so drank a lot since then. A lot, 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 mm. lot, lot since then. Maybe not so much drinking, though. I will have to say I have done a very good job of cutting back. I'm no longer a... Eight to ten pack kind of guy on nine anymore. It's only been on the weekends. I have officially lost twenty five pounds and probably getting ready to lose even more when I vomit all this up. That's a good deal, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm down to I went from a thirty eight in the waist down to a thirty four again. I'm wearing pants like these pants right here. Yeah. I haven't worn these since two thousand and fourteen. Hot damn. I was going to bring a bottle. I was actually going to bring a bottle tonight. And I walked out of the house and left it. So the next episode, <laughs> I will have a bottle of some good good. We have a bottle of some good. That is not a That's bottle not of good. good, good Alex. That is that is stuff that you use to take the granite in between tiles. That is <laughs> the infinity bottle. Yeah, that's an infinity bottle, all right, of like absolutely monstrous proportions of everything that you have. I like I said, I can promise you, there's nothing gross in it. Separate. You should probably like throw some dough ball in there just to kind of speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> throw some fireball while you're at it. Yeah. We do that, we'll have to call it fire water. Tell me when. When? <laughs> when? Well. They're gonna pour it a little bit faster, so I was like, I was ready to say no. Fuck you, no more. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, that is one with that corner right that's there. That's why I throw you off with the slow pour. Cheers to episode 28 and the potential start of World War Three. 
Although I'd like to go ahead and... Oh, God. Oh, oh. It wasn't <laughs> as bad as I remember, though. But... Eh. Oh, the aftertaste. Jesus, The aftertaste isn't great. That's the scotch. Oh, the Mountain Dew just <laughs> saved my ass. You have no idea. So... Ice coffee. I'd like to reverse back to our cheers on there Cold real quick, though. Sorry. We're not cheersing to a World War Three. We don't want to see a World War Three. Yeah, that sounded kind of bad. <laughs> now. Yeah, we're already there. Hindsight's twenty. Cheers to surviving it. Is okay. where, where I was getting. I can get with that because we're all draftable. Still. Well, you might not be. What's the uh, What's the age on the draft? Is I don't. Was I, I thought it was eighteen to twenty six first round, and then it extends from there because there's certain rounds of it. I think. I wonder if I get any. Extra credit for having already. I think you did. I, I think I go you go first. Maybe. Yeah, you get. Well, God I think damn. I think they pull. They could pull all retired or not retired former Marines back into service. I thought there's a four. So when you sign an initial enlistment for four years, when it comes time for that four years to be up, you can either re-enlist, go reserves with like the weekend warriors, or you're in what's known as um, inactive reserves. And that's for four years. Oh, for four years. Hey, okay. Yeah. Uh, after that Logan, four years, you and I are safe. The draft. Top tier age is 26. Really? Yeah. I wonder how... Well, I'm technically in that line until May, so... I'm way out of that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, me too. Nice. See you, Sean. Let's see. I'll send you with my sword. I'll take it. You can bonk people. I'll take the GoPro, ex- too. I expect you to go for to like, Legends of the Fall with that thing. I want you to be, like, <laughs> scapping people with a My biggest sword. regret from the military is never having been able to carry an NCO sword into combat. Because <laughs> I believe it happened last in, like, 2006. What, it's there's for sure a confirmed... There? There's for sure, like... I looked this up, I'll fact check it later, but there's for sure at least one person with one confirmed kill with an NCO sword in the global <laughs> war on terror. And that is the best that is, that is the best thing ever. That person needs to be the commandant. That reminds me of like the meme uh, meme about World War One, like when all like these crazy advances in technology and weaponry and everything else was coming into play, but yet they were still fighting by old rules of war where like it was lines versus lines, even though it's trenches. Oh yeah. It's like uh, you know, drive me, drive me faster with my tank. I want to hit him with my sword. <laughs> Into the Geneva <laughs> Suggestion Twelve, the so. GS Twelve. Okay, Canada. Did, when did was oh, that the last podcast? That. No, that was a couple ones ago. But it was, I think it was just you and me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We were gonna make the ignorant shotgun, the GS Twelve. Was that the Crawfish Lives Matter? That might have been. Yes, it was. I remember that episode. The Geneva yeah. Suggestion Twelve. <laughs> Bringing back the trench gun. Yeah. You talking about World War reminded me of that. Because I was going to say, enter the trench gun. If someone, like, if a manufacturer actually made, like, a two-scale replica trench gun and put it on the market, GS those would 12. sell so What does the GS stand for? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Don't telling you. Don't put me on a list. No. I'm not telling you. Gaming strategy. It's yes. GS. Gaming strategy. Good it's soup. just like the shotgun that you get in the game. It's soup. It's soup. It's yeah. that TikTok. <laughs> Good super, good and that's super. all the ad will be is. What's his name, that actor? Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. <laughs> uh, that same real or TikTok, but just with our shotgun on the table next yeah, to him. Yeah, just a shotgun laying Good soup. Good soup. <laughs> good soup 12. A crudely photoshopped shotgun. I don't have, you, have you uh, seen the TikTok videos for uh, Kayak? Like, you know the travel company Kayak? Mm-hmm. Their fucking TikTok is just like... I'll have, to pull, I'll have to pull it up. I can't. If I love good marketing. It's there's so stupid. It's good, great. There's nothing better than good marketing. Hold on a second. It's so dumb. Oh. It's great. Don't let me get off topic here. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So what we were talking about before 
hitting record and doing what you had to do. Um, I said, I was like, man, we're like, we're all out in a war right now, 100%. Like, it's, you know. Oh, wait, are we getting back into the southern border thing? Yes. So, like, the, wait, is, Israel, is Sean's video going to kill? Israel and Palestine fighting one another. Ukraine, Russia. Ukraine and Russia. Still going on. You have Iran that's been bombing military strategic bases and such. <coughs> We're doing drone attacks. So yeah, like, there's literally, like U.S. soldiers getting freaking killed. Yeah. And, and nobody's talking about it. I was telling him, I was like, I feel like, you know, with the amount of border crossing they've been having where we've been talking about, like, the amount of known terrorists and the fact that NBC even acknowledges this and, you know, that's a massively owned media corporation... The fact that they acknowledge it, too, tells you, like, hey, this is pretty something bad. 264 known terrorists have been caught during the Biden administration. Hold that thought. Yeah. And this is our ADHD coming out. What was the number again? 100 that's been caught, but, like, is 1.5... 1.5 million gotaways. Yes. Hot damn. Yeah. 1.5 million fucking people, which is... There's so many different ways we can go on this. Like, and just to fire through them real quick, it is this happening because the liberals are just trying to get more voters? Yes, you know how that's provable because they're deporting anybody from Venezuela. Did you hear? You guys hear about that yet? Mm-hmm. They're deporting from Venezuela. They already have it worked out. It's like not even a thing. They do not stay in the cut. They deport them immediately. You know why? Because Venezuela is fucking awful, and they're not going to mm-hmm. vote for that shit here. They yeah. know oh, better, yeah. just yeah. like the Cubans, the, yep. the Cuban Americans. They're most of them are Republican. Yeah. Like, well, look at <sighs> look at okay, and go back. We will we will rewind. You can anybody with a freaking basic phone or laptop can literally go back and listen to Biden all these years ago talking about how the Venezuelans are living the American dream better than what America is. Then you fast forward less than two years later and suddenly the Venezuelan government's running over its own peoples whenever you try to people protest. They took all their guns away and ran over them and everything else. It's like, okay, so they know exactly what this does and you're 100% right. They're not going to vote for that shit here. So they're trying to get rid of it. They're actually fleeing and seeking asylum. They're the people that our immigration laws are meant to fucking let through and protect and make easier, but we're not honoring them. No, not at all, because they're not going to vote the way that the current party status wants them to. I was listening to, (coughs) you guys probably know the guy, Tim Kennedy, I was listening to him talk on a podcast today. He has been, basically, he just got back from Israel, he's... He's like the person, he's been on the ground during the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. He was in Ukraine as that happened. And then he was here working the southern border and the most recently in Israel. But on the southern, he said the southern border, border is the worst of all of them. He's like, the between the things going on that are inhumane and like, dude, they were like lighting babies on fire in Afghanistan. He said it's the worst is the southern border. Because you have these people crossing through the river, middle of the night. This is a flowing river, too. Not just like a stable body of water. Mm -hmm. Not a moat. It's a fucking river. And what the coyotes will do is they'll be in there in the crowd. Because people have, like, their babies up on their arms. As they get in the river, they'll shove the babies off their shoulders. Because they know the U.S. Coast Guard and their National Guardsmen will jump in to save them. Meanwhile, they'll smuggle two guys with backpacks full of fentanyl 200 yards up the river because they're, they're worried about saving all these children. Damn. And yeah, there I, is, I've just found out today a Texas guardsman died, drowned, saving a little girl. 
And I think also, just to clarify this too, you should probably give a definition as to what a coyote is. Okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. so a coyote is somebody that's paid by whoever trying to get into the country for safe passage being smuggled into the country. Not walking across, so that's where like, not only are they making them pay, but they're shoving their kids off their shoulder, like drowning their kids. Because he's like, all you, he's like, you're sitting there and you just see bodies floating, like lifeless bodies of kids floating down the river. Kids screaming the whole time. Like it's, he said it is so much worse than three active war zones that he has been in in the last three years. And this isn't just some like, this isn't some hyped up far right dude. This is Tim Kennedy, who if you don't know who Tim Kennedy is, look him up. Green, like very decorated, Green Beret. MMA fight, like fought in the UFC for a little bit while he was active duty. He is like, as he's going to all these places, he's being recontracted by the army to do these things. So, like, this is the best dude ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Run Sheepdog Response in Austin, Texas. And, like, so, yeah, if you haven't heard of him, look him up. Yeah. Super credible source. Like, he, he's not making this shit up. Yeah. But, like, dude, that's, and that's happening. That's coming across our border right now. He said the amount of military age males. Yeah, and that's what we're talking out. about. The amount of that's there's so many known sleeper cells in America right now. We should all be fucking scared shitless and not going anywhere without a firearm. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's yeah that's what we were talking about because like the amount of military age males that they're that they're just shipping in on buses or shipping in on ships everything, and I'm like what I feel like what they're doing and this can be the far right side of me. I don't care. This is how my mind goes with this. Is we're gonna send our military. And we're going to send all of our resources and everything to go fight this war overseas while these cells are going to come in and they're going to try and fight the other army that is here, which is a people like us. I was wondering how you got to that point. Because so you <laughs> ended on that when I hit record. I was like, what? I was like, he's, you know, he's talking about the largest, or like the third or fourth largest standing army, which is the U.S. registered gun owners. Yeah. No, no. The, well, get this. So the state of Wisconsin every year. For, on opening weekend, <laughs> fields the third largest army that's what in it the is. world. So and that's, that's yeah, one state. state. Then we're the largest standing army. Largest private militia in history, I believe. Well, just think of it. Like, realistically, I can name probably 20 or so people that have pushed to radicalization mm-hmm. in the good way. Like, if pushed to it, would defend their country in that aspect. Mm-hmm. That was it. I thought there was a baby at first. That's I what, did too. Chief. <laughs> Chief, stand up right now on two legs if you can. He's <laughs> embarrassed. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. His cover's um, blown. Yeah, sorry for those of you wondering what the weird pause was. Chief is a flesh pedestrian. He made a baby noise. That sounded eerily <laughs> like Colton. We'll see if we can pick that up on the mic later. But, um, yeah, like, there's something is going to happen. Yes. I well, feel I'm... like we're past the point of... Pretending that it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I and if you another nine eleven esque Boston Marathon esque whatever terrorist act you want to think of. In all honesty, what I think is going to happen, I actually think it's going to be worse than that. I think it's not. It's going to be an uprising. I don't think it's going to be just a one. I don't think it's going to be just a one event thing. Or like even with nine eleven, where you know multiple four different one region. Yeah, four different flights. I think this is 100% like, or how, you know, four different flights. I can't remember, was it a fifth that would never did take off or something? But oh, what was it? There was the two two towers. The two towers, the, the crash that happened in Pennsylvania and the Pentagon. The one that got shot yeah. at. So four. four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I was saying, I thought there was a fifth one. But the Pentagon that suspiciously looked like a cruise missile. But that one? 
but my thing is though is <coughs> I think it's going to be a series of not just freaking attacks. I think it's an all-out scale war, mm-hmm. and it's going to like. I think that's where we're, I think we are way beyond the pass of no point of no return. If they Our had the dream. ability to get past Israel's Iron Dome, assuming that Israel wasn't in on it from the get go, which we don't even need to go down that rabbit hole on this episode, they can do anything they fucking want. Mm-hmm. The Iron Dome is like impenetrable. Not that's not up for debate. Like we've seen it work. That's the only reason Israel still exists after the last fifty years because everybody's tried to fucking kill them. Yeah, well, they did win the Seven Day War yeah, against everyone. Yeah, Israel, around them. Israel, don't fuck with Israel. They put aside their crimes against humanity. Israel is very determined to keep that patch of ground. And that's what. And see, that's something. Okay, so we're going back to that side <laughs> real quick now. Too, we can bounce around. Yeah, we're going to. I mean, this episode is a hot. But this episode. is a World War Three episode. Yeah, like this is. It, instead of because it's fucking coming, the all-out <laughs> amount of freaking carpet bombing that's happening, like. I understand you're trying to take a ease of loss or casualties or whatever, but like, you have your special forces. The Israeli special forces is top notch. Mm. It's what the freaking it's what our freaking um, U.S. Navy SEALs program was based off of was the training program of the of the special special forces Israeli special. I know forces. what you're talking about. I don't remember any of the details. <laughs> But, I was talking, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like we based yeah. when the U.S. Navy SEALs first started, they based it off the training program as to how they train their special yeah, forces. Like something that specific that they got for I forget. God damn it. Yeah. So like, but yeah. Why are you not? I understand you don't want to lose. You're not wanting to lose military people, but that is what special forces is for. That is, I mean, and I'm, I have I'm friends with people who have been in special forces. I'm friends with people that's been in Delta companies. I'm for, I've been I've met these people. They're wonderful people. But they knew when they signed, they knew what they were going to get into when they joined Special Forces. Oh, yeah. That's the reason why they're Special Forces. And the fact that they they just want to carpet bomb and kill all these innocent people, it's, it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Yeah, it's fucking awful. And I'm fucking sick of being called anti-Semitic for saying that. Because fuck you in the face. I am not anti-Semitic and nothing about anything I say shows that. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm a hundred percent for Israel defending themselves against a terrorist attack. But just See, like you said, that's not carpet bombing millions of civilians to get thirty to forty thousand bad guys. Yeah. If we were able to storm into the Middle East because of nine eleven, y'all can handle your shit with your Israeli army. I know you guys are capable of it. Yeah. And that's so it's it's interesting you bring that up about like the anti Semitical um point of view about this as well because I had this conversation so we watched a documentary uh, it was about the North Carolina when they tore down the uh, god damn it when they took down the uh, <laughs> not this again so when they tore down keep going. good this, um, this is gonna hurt so when they took down the statue of um, Robert E. Lee and how they had all these different like militiamen and Freaking, I'll say it right now. I don't care if it's derogatory or not, because that's what they are—the skinheads, the freaking Nazi propaganda lovers. When they had them in North Carolina, which was—they're trying to say what a planned attack, but it was a planned attack. Uh, they, when that civil suit got filed against them, and they took like one of the top lawyer, like this lawyer firm or whatever that has fought this kind of battle all the way up onto Washington's doors, came into North Carolina, uh, Charlotte. 
Charlottesville. Um, I can't remember what that documentary is. I have to look it up real quick. But we watched that documentary, and like, my roommate flat out asked me. She goes, um, "I know we don't talk politics because she's a very heavy liberal. I'm very invite her on the podcast. No, <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, she's heavy liberal. I'm a heavy Republican. Her whole entire family's heavy liberal. They're all from they're all from Oregon." We talked about this, and she was like, I'm just curious, like, is this how a lot of them think? And I said, absolutely not. I was like, the stuff that you read from BBC and CNN and everything else that tries to paint this picture that this is how we all are, like, this is not how we all are. Like, I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, like, I'll say on this podcast, proud as can be, you know, and it's, there's a lot of family with me that would disagree with this. I would, like, I don't care if you're gay, you're bi, you're trans, I don't care, like, you you do you that's your thing i'm not going to force my opinions upon you don't force your opinions upon me i have many of i have many of friends that are gay people that you know they have paid me some of the highest compliments that i have ever ever received from anybody oh, yeah. they mm-hmm. are great and wonderful people yeah and like are awesome you know I, and and it's for sure not a choice i've talked to enough no. gay people that are like if I had a choice, I wouldn't be fucking gay. Like, you can't understand the living hell it was. Recently, that's different, but especially friends in the military, because I got into the point that don't ask, don't tell, it, like, just stopped being a thing. There were so many that were like, yeah, like, if it was a choice, dude, I wouldn't be gay. Like, I'd much rather have my parents' approval and not have to, like, gotten mm-hmm. bullied the last five years or whatever it is. Well, thank God it's where it's at today, because everyone's very <coughs> accepting, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, like, you know... Yeah, you can be open about it. No one cares. You yeah. know, you're as long as you're a good person. But it's I'm like, hey, with you. be gay, be a lesbian, be trans. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If you look like a girl and I address you as ma'am or with a her pronoun, you're not going to try to punch me in the face because I didn't call you he or an Apache attack, attack helicopter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's where it gets fucking insane. Well, that's when it just gets talking to a lot of gay people though, and just like they agree. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't feel like are not on board with. The radical left, no matter how much these radical leftists try to represent a large amount of people, man, a lot of it's crazy. The, the most brainwashed ones seem to be the old people, like people of parents' age that are just oh, that yeah. still believe that the, they they still think that they're Democrats like they were when they were young, mm-hmm. and that's where that like insane party loyalty comes into place. Because me, like, I'm not tethered to a single fucking idea I have. If I see con- contradicting evidence. Cool. It was just my idea with the evidence I had. Now that's changed because I have new evidence. Well, it's in the same standpoint too. Is like when it comes to unions as well. Mm. Um, you know, when you're talking like unions or whatever, like union leaders are still heavy Democrat. And but the reality of it is, is like, okay, sure, they're all about for the people getting paid the money, rightfully so. Like, you know, I'm in a union. I have rights, I have liberties, you know, I have like, you know, this workplace can't do this to me, they can't do this to me, that, you know, I have, I get all these different chances to that, where if I didn't have them, the company could be like, well, we don't like what you wore today, so, uh, hey, get out, you're done. Mm -hmm. Or they'll be like, you know, you know, okay, cool, we we were paying you, you know, we were paying you $33 an hour, but we decided we're going to pay you $17 an hour. Like, the union protects us from that. But what a lot of people who defend defend being on the left when it comes to unions and stuff they don't realize like this is that's all them years ago what it does now is like where they attack or whatever not only are you driving up the price for 
having to pay the workforce, yeah. but you're driving up the price of everything else. So, okay, cool. Yeah, all right. I'm getting paid $33, $34 an hour, but now, like, my groceries in a year's time has gone 75% up. It's not a four-point whatever yeah. they're trying to make you believe. It's 75% increase. When I'm buying a bag of flour last year, a 50-pound bag of flour last year, which was, you know, 10 to $12, now it's 25 bucks. It's You know, that's, that's 100% increase. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what, like, well, like these... the 9% inflation was just on currency alone. Yeah. That's just what the actual dollar reduced value. That's not actual products. Yeah, because that money gets less and less the more hands it changes to. Yeah. Things go up in price, it becomes less valuable. Well, and that's what When they were so saying 9%, freaking... they're just taking the amount from what the Treasury is saying, like, yeah. hey, we printed X amount, you know, because of proportions, inflation's 9%. Yeah. Okay. So the documentary is on HBO. It's called No Accident. And what it's about is when they came into Charlottesville, they, to come tear down, they were tearing down the uh, Robert E. Lee statue. And then you had all these, the KKK was there, skinheads were there, but there was also secret militia groups. Like there was a, there was a podcaster do this from New Hampshire, Vermont, that was in that civil case. They're like, he legit was talking about like, they're not going to overthrow us. They're not going to take us. I'm white. This is white power. This is what I get to do. This is, you're not going to take over me. You're not going to replace me. I'm white. I'm the dominant. I I looked at him like, if you, I was like, if you think for one second, all this time we've been friends that you ever thought I ever thought like this, you did never known me. I come from freaking Kentucky. Like where I come from, I'm this, this is, this is no joke. This is, I, Marshall County, Kentucky is known as the most racist county in the state of Kentucky. You son of a bitch. Like, we have a holiday, and this is, you're going to laugh, it's called Tater Day. It's, so it's... I was expecting you to say something much worse. No, yeah, that, that was Every all time, like, you call it Tater Day. Oh my God, Tater. And, uh, shut up. Anyways, um, <laughs> so it's called Tater Day, and this goes all the way back in the Civil War, where there was like a ceasefire for a day, and like the North and South would trade goods and everything mm-hmm. there. But it's so bad there with like rebel flags flying and stuff like that. And the uni- Murray High School won the state's basketball tournament. And this is, I think this was back in like the 70s, early 80s. They won the basketball tournament, state basketball tournament. And they went to go and march there. You know, they're going to march them. But because their basketball team had black kids on the team, all the rednecks and older parents met them on the main highway that came in and literally was trying to flip their buses over. They had to turn around Jesus and go back to Murray. Damn. Like it was in two like two very notorious grand dragons from the KKK came from Benton, Kentucky, which is yeah. in Marshall County. So like it's known as the most racist county in Kentucky. I come from there. Not one single time have I ever said anything derogatory towards anybody like that yeah i don't ever think negative like that not once have i ever sit there and say you're gonna you're not gonna replace me you ain't gonna cleanse me and do well, stupid that, shit like that like that's those are government plants that's a fed yeah that's, <laughs> a, that's, fed. A, that's a high that's likely a fed. but like what i'm getting at though i'm like you i was like i'm 100 i'm i'm split down the middle do i swing more so on the right hand side of voting on things yes but i also see you you have to see the good on both sides too. There is good on both sides. Oh, yeah. There are wonderful people that are on both sides. That's why there needs to be a true libertarian. That there mm-hmm. needs to be somebody like that to unite the country. Because that's the same way. I like. There's so many liberal policies that I completely fucking agree with, and also so many right wing. Like I want the First Amendment and the Second Amendment very much. My biggest thing is the execution of how those 
things are placed because the government's fucking inefficient. The idea is good on paper, but then it gets to the people in charge, and well, that's where then it gets the, the, the federal government money. needs to not be the powerhouse because that's oh, not yeah. how it was ever intended to be ran. I mean, I the make state governments. I make fun of, I make fun of people on both sides to no to no extent, just like beyond what you can think of, because I think it's hilarious. Like where I work, it's funny. It's union. It's a railroad union. But, like, there are so many, like, it is heavily, like, well over 95% all Republican. Oh, yeah. That, that doesn't surprise there. me. But what's absolutely I feel hilarious. like that's how any skill trade unions are. But, but then there's, like, Ford and GF. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. Is I had no idea when I was going to join the railroad that well, there are so many people there that are so smart. They have, like, a Harvard education. Like, they oh, know, wow. like, oh, no, I'm this is 100% satire, my friend. This is they're, they they oh. they think they're so freaking smart. They have a Harvard education. They know more than what their professors do and everything else. I'm just saying. I'm like, man, I never knew becoming a laborer at the railroad. I was going to learn a Harvard education. I was like, yeah, here you are. You're so smart. You're better than the professors, but you're a fucking railroad worker. That's so great. You tell people <laughs> that, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Oh, good. Like, no, literally, <laughs> I have. I'm like, you know, I was like, you know more about economics, how the government's supposed to be religion. You know more than these people that are teaching these courses. But you are a dropout in high school. Like It's always those fucking people. Too. Yes. Every single time. That's why like I told him like I'm saying like you guys just just because you can speak doesn't mean you need to. Like you should learn how to shut the fuck up and don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. I'm like this is my guilty pleasure is belittling stupid people. Oh it's so much fun. Do- I love because that I, did, I can't believe I didn't pick up on your sarcasm at first. That intro, though, did, he had me good. I was, he's like, oh, yeah. That's, but that's what I'm doing. Like, the I, way like, you hey. had it, I was like, hold on. So I was like, well, because it would make sense if people that worked for the railroad were educated. So I gave them the benefit of the doubt no. for a minute. Are <laughs> you kidding me? What, we were just talking about this at work today, too. And I, my, and my, one of my good buddies there, who's the flat earther guy, too. <laughs> oh, boy. He's the, like, I should say enough. Like, I, I should that's, stamp. I that's enough. You said it. Yeah. Statement. Stamp, that's enough right there. You say he's a flat earther. Obviously, he's not smart. But no, he is. He's a very, he is a very smart guy. He has his beliefs. Time out. To my flat earth believing friend that I believe listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You are very smart. And as an IT guy, you're questionable on the flat earth thing, but. Okay. But like, buddy. That's like, and that's like my buddy. He, he listens to this too. Like, you know, I, I consider him a really good friend. I look up to him a lot. I respect him, except for the flat earth thing. <laughs> but. You know, we were talking about this today, too. I'm like, no offense to you, my friend. I'm like, but uh, I think whenever you became a foreman down here, you had to take an aptitude test. And your aptitude test was you have to fit this freaking square hole with a peg that's star-shaped. That's two times bigger than what the hole is. But somehow, mysteriously, you're going to try and fit it, and you're going to say you're going to try and fit it. And if you if you say that, they give you a white hat. <laughs> that's how you become a foreman. I was like, and if you really get up there, I was like, when you really get up there, I'm like... You start licking your. You get caught licking windows. Jesus Christ! What they really do is they give you a shapes test with just three round objects and a flat object. They say which one doesn't belong. Yeah. And if you circle one of the globe objects, they hire you. Yeah. So I just like when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm like, dude, like you guys are annoying as shit, and you all act and you all go beyond the extreme of acting about like. Well, this is going to happen. I saw this. This was on InfoWars. This is going to happen. (laughs) I'm like, what we're talking about with the southern border being as bad as it is right now, 
this is legit. That water gets so muddied by those fucking idiots, like exactly the people you're talking yeah, about. Like the far right wingers, the Alex Jones of the. Not Alex Jones, because he's shockingly right, but the people that, unfortunately, the majority that listens to him. And take him like the freaking Messiah, this third yeah. coming of Christ. Like, hold on, no, there's the some serious shit that's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. There's some serious shit that's really going to happen that you should probably really be worried about, and it's not that Trump's still president. It's yeah, not, like, <laughs> or, yeah, like, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, you guys, you right, I can see through this mud. The what you're the 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 wall that you're trying to put in front of me of trying to spread these lies about how these people are on the left and mm-hmm. I can see through this. You all need to open your eyes up and see through this towards us. We're not just making this crap up. Like this is something that is legit that's going on. I can see what you're talking about, but you need to see what I'm talking about. We need to find the common ground and talk about this to get a better understanding. Because I think if you take like there was a study that they did this a couple of years ago where they took five of extremely right wings and five extremely liberals and when they put them in the same room they were fighting with each other at first over the course of a day though they got to the point where they could actually start talking to one another and they could find common ground well your story is relatable with this this is how it happened for me and my story is relatable with this person because this is how it happened to them oh yeah if you just talk well just being empathetic Mm -hmm. oh yeah that gets you far that's been like even if I can find so many people that I like you know, your I think that your idea is fucking ridiculous. Don't you like? But then that's when I instantly go, okay, let me try to like let me steal man your position, because Miller, I already am pretty sure it's just gonna reinforce my position. But let me defend what you're saying as if I believe it. Yes. And then usually I'm like, okay, I see how circumstances have led you to think that's the case. Let me explain to you how that's all propaganda and birds aren't real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like, but not that far. But and the bad you know, thing, yeah. and the bad thing is too, is because of this reason, those people think like that so freaking hardcore. We're just, we don't get anywhere, and it's it's so maddening to me. And there's a, there's another point that was going to go with this. I kind of lost my train of thought. I'll probably end up circling back to. It. But it's like, because you all are so so this way, we're not going to be able. We have to come together. Like, yeah. I. It's been said so many times before, and I'll repeat it too, like, because, I mean, I was actually old enough to remember it, but I wasn't young, old enough to actually understand it. But as I've gotten older and looked back at it, I would never wish for another 9-11 ever, but I would gladly take another 9-12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was, like, you. that was the coming together of everybody. No doubt. And... Well, it literally sparked patriotism in an entire generation. It really did. Like... Yeah, I mean, look how many people enlisted. That's a big part of the reason why I enlisted in the military. Well, I'm just looking at like the next three to four years after that. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that we learned that that was more than likely some our funny own. business. Yeah. Like, that was more than likely our We still need to do an people. episode breaking that down because that's yeah. a crazy, like, that's crazy. It's a crazy I, situation. We should have never been over there. There was no such thing we as can mess, do a weapons whole... of master, mass destruction over yep. there. I do not think one single second that they ever was it Osama bin Laden. No. I don't think they actually even killed him. I think he was already dead and they just dumped his body I in. I think it could have been... The only real thing that could have happened that day was the attack in and of itself at the bare bones could have been a real attack. But we knew about it. We facilitated it happening without anything interfering with it happening. And we debatably shot a fucking cruise missile at our own Pentagon just to seal it all up. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) all because we wanted to go take the oil fields. It all rose in before. 
oil, it all runs into blood money. When people like to easily forget, like, what is it, the Gulf of Tonkin, the Bay of Pigs, all these other times the U.S. government has done the same fucking thing. Like, not the same thing, kind of. Not the same thing, but with a justified means to an end, like we're killing Hitler, the leader of North Korea. No. The same fucking thing to get us into a war that gains us nothing other than huge monetary value or huge natural resources. And breaks down the people that fought in that war, breaks them down into such horrible ways. PTSD. I mean, oh, yeah. It's talked about more now than what it has been, but PTSD has always been there. I mean, you t look at, like, soldiers and stuff that, like, oh, yeah. the Shell medical... Shock. Yeah. What the stuff that had... Yeah. yeah, back in World War One. That's PTSD yeah. through and through. No doubt. And... You know, that's that's something, like, I've tried talking to people about. I'm like, we can open our eyes. We, like, I'm a Republican. I can talk to you about this. I can agree with you 110%. This was something that was never supposed to have happened. We should have never been over there in the first place. I can agree with you that we should have pulled troops out. Do I think we should have pulled troops out the way that we did? No. <laughs> we but were I still... fucking there. Like, yeah, that's where it gets crazy is, like, okay, let's readdress the fact that there is a terrorist organization over here, and we can kind of correct face and fix this. And then what do we do? We restabilize the terrorist organizations in the region and then pull out and leave all of our equipment there? Yeah. After that it's literally the... been known since 2001 that the Iraqi and Afghani militaries cannot sustain themselves? Like, that was the whole point of their initial attack. Like, in Iraq, that was the whole point of their initial the battle of Ramadi and the battle of um, Fallujah and all these different ones were to beat down the enemy so much that the Iraqi military could then hold order. Because the Iraqi military could not hold order if we didn't do that for them. Because they're just incapable soldiers. Have like, you ever seen the videos of like the guys breaking down the training of the overseas forces and they're like... Like yeah, they're doing know. jumping jacks and stuff? No, that's funny. Those are like, my favorite videos. No, but it's the interviews of the like the train the trainers are giving to like, you know, the people talking about the experience of training the Iraqi forces. Fuck, half of them, half of the, actually almost all of them, apparently, that they were training were, like, drug users. Like, oh, yeah. Heavy opium users. Yeah. And they're like, we can't fucking do shit with this, because you're all fucking high all the goddamn time. Yeah, there was, like, out of the entire Iraqi army, there was probably, like, four or five elite units mm -hmm. that they ever did anything with. One had, like, shocking sniper capability. <laughs> okay, the elite units but were But then that's where different. all the terrorist organizations, like, they, like, the... Like, Al-Qaeda originally and, like, the real stronghold terrorist organizations, people forget how brutal and how effective they were. Like, those oh, yeah. weren't your, you know, Iraqi regulars that would just, you know, try to shoot backwards over their heads as they <laughs> ran away. They were elite fucking run-and-gun soldiers. Like, it was uh -huh. crazy. You ever see the uh, video of, uh, oh, God, it's a... It's a mixed force between like u.s soldiers and i think iraqi translators or something or one of the units translators he they're continuing fire in a trench and this fucking dude's so fed up he literally walks out with an rpg yeah, in his RPG. hand and blows up the machine gun nets have you watched yeah they're like is that whoever he's like casually hey. just strolling with an rpg over his shoulder i think it is it the interpreter i think it's the, their translator yeah, yeah. well I was yeah that that was just a regular yeah, yeah. It's like actually like a home film video that with that happening, um, the movie that just came out with um, oh it was in the new he was in the Spider Man movie and uh, what is his name Samuel L Jackson wasn't Heath Ledger no oh oh while you're looking that up we're gonna pause for a moment so I can pee all right we're back to Heath Ledger Sean <laughs> just said. It's funny because I'm talking about Heath Ledger. 
the actor I was talking about was Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, they fucked. Exactly. If they, I just, tile, if they had erectile dysfunction, it would be broke back fountain. It'd be broke dick fountain. God damn it. Jesus. I will die on this hill. Hail. Hail. Brokeback Mountain is not an awful movie. It's not actually. Mm. It is not an awful movie. It's not actually. But anyways, so it's called The Covenant. Um, it's a movie that's about translators. And no. Like, and those are the bad guys in the Halo series. God damn it. I knew you were going the there. I knew, I, knew you were going there. <laughs> I knew you were going there. And well, actually, technically, you could also say oh, that was a TV series about vampires. I wouldn't have got that one. Oh well, she don't remember that. But no, so Jake Gyllenhaal's a new movie came out. Aria watched it. It was really good. It's called <coughs> The Covenant. It's about them taking on like the top priority targets or whatever, like the mainly finding I, IED munitions mm-hmm. uh, overseas and using translators to help them. And at the end of the movie, they go through and they're like showing pictures, like they show a picture of like a soldier and their translator, or like a squad and their translator, which they said if he showed his face or whatever, more likely he was killed in battle. Um, but a lot of them were blurred out too, like they couldn't show their faces or whatever because oh, they're yeah. still like overseas or still because like they book bounties on these like these oh, yeah. pe- people in their families' heads or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was a very good one. But yeah, I remember seeing the previews for that. I didn't know it came out yet. Yep. The way they used to put bounties on people and still do is kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, well, that was a big, like, discouraging factor for people joining the Iraqi army. And when it originally started, they'd go there. If they did that, they're like, okay, cool. We'll go to your hometown and just murder your entire family. Mm-hmm. Leave them in the house for you when you get back. It's like... Well, like, what was the bounty on Chris Kyle's head at Pete? Oh, fuck. No, it was like... something insane. Well, fuck. I mean, it's justified. <laughs> really think about it. I mean, how many confirmed kills did he have? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess if there was a sniper that was doing that to us, probably <laughs> would have a bounty on it. There's another documentary, too. This goes back into it. Oh, shit. This is where it's going to go full circle. Um, is it the one where, uh, is it the military one where former Spider-Man is an officer that gets caught by the Taliban? No, no, no. It's more about, like, <laughs> you see that where uh, Toby McGuire yep. is the Marine Corps officer that has to kill his private with a pipe or something. Yep. Which, that in and of itself, there's no fucking chance in hell that that would ever happen. I, okay, I shouldn't say that. But I feel like the amount of, not discipline, but camaraderie that's built into the Marine Corps is it would be much more realistic for that captain to turn that pipe on whoever's recording and just start beating heads in with a pipe knowing he's gonna get shot than he would ever, you know, turn. Oh, yeah. Because it's literally like we're, you know, we're not taught or anything, but, like, it's kind of instilled in the Marines, or at least it was, that, you know, you better fucking, like, you're going down swinging. You're not getting caught. You're not no, gonna get you're, captured. You're going down fighting. Yeah. Like, uh, you keep one bullet in your breast pocket, and it's not for you. Like, it's for you. <laughs> Motherfucker's about to find out. <laughs> Drink their bone marrow in front of the their comrades. Are you secretly a flesh pedestrian? Yes. So it was I'll be right back. <laughs> Get the bathroom wonder bust. Unfortunately she's probably asleep right now, so I can't get a hold of her. So there was a documentary. It was about the CIA who went over to uh about the CIA when they went over to Afghanistan right after 9-11, which is funny because it talks about them being the horse soldiers, which is what that was, mm-hmm. that movie was based off 12 of. 12 Strong or whatever. Yeah, 12 Strong. 
But this was a movie you were thinking of? No. This is a legit documentary that actually had like the real people were the ones. And these guys are like, these are dudes that are in their like early 60s, late 50s. Like they get a phone call. They're like, all planes are grounded. You're still in the CIA. We need you all to get on this plane right now from Iceland and get overseas because they're trying to get a in with the militia groups or whatever. And there was a guy that I, we were talking about, like, you know, like, I can't remember his name. He's kind of like the same, like, the guerrilla warfighter from Cuba or whatever that people have on their shirts or whatever. Um, Fidel Castro? Well, no, before <laughs> him. But anyways... Um, this guy was the Man. same way as this guy was the same way as that, and he was he was killed by he was supposed to be going to a meeting. Gaddafi, no. Jesus Christ, Gaddafi died. You're, you're, stri- you're striking out here, bud. Anyways, I I'll have to find this and send it to you. I'm trying to. It's driving me nuts, George too. Soros. But he, uh, this dude actually was like he had gone and spoken at like in England and gone and spoken in France. Talking about like you know what his ideology was and how what he was trying to and like all these people were following him and they were legit had been fighting the war against Al Qaeda way before we ever even got into it. He's been fighting them hmm. and then he was supposed to go to a meeting whatever like a peace kind of meeting and he got shot and killed at that meeting. Hmm. But they had put like a huge bounty on his head and this dude like this was another one that's like dude if they would have followed his. If that if that would have been him taking over that country and been following what he wanted, dude, you'd see it being like Iran back in the nineteen seventies. I was about to say, you look at the Middle East back then; it was it looked like fucking America, like it was a yeah, perfectly normal much. country. It's insane that that was just lost. Oh, just so like quickly. that too. Yeah, so fast. But that's what happens when you give up all your guns to the government. Well, if you look at it st- statistically, nothing good has ever come from dearming a population. Not a single thing. Even Australia, which was like the only people that kind of had a proof to that point otherwise. Look at them during COVID. The government was literally locking up people with COVID in fucking camps. Like, let's, I thought that's people when tried was going to hit the fan. Yeah, so did I. That got shockingly not a lot of pushback. Yeah, that was crazy. Imagine they started doing that here. Same with Canada and the trucker thing. Yeah, that was weird too. That like the, the fact that the government was doing and able to freeze people's bank accounts. Yeah, that's fucked. Up. How you have your money in a bank account in Canada after that? I don't know. Well, fuck. What's stopping them from doing it here? Technically, I mean. Yeah. It's all interconnected. People with guns, probably. Yeah, that's probably what's really stopping. <laughs> the them. fact that there's at least like a few thousand people in every town that would storm the bank with guns. <laughs> like, if that happened. What I love so much about the gun statistics is how many guns we have per capita. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> there's enough firearms in this country to arm every citizen twice. Yeah, so isn't there more than two or three times the amount of guns? Or like, three guns per citizen or something like that? Uh, I can check. I think, I think it's, it's close like two. to that. Two or three. Oh, yeah, there he is. Musad. Ahmed Saw Mossad. Hmm. There's a documentary about him, and it is such a good documentary, actually. Like, this guy I'd be was... interested to see it, for sure. Okay, so this is going to be really underwhelming. There's 120 and a half firearms per 100 people. Only half of the population in America is thought to have firearms. The other half doesn't have shit. So There's a very people... key two words that you said in there. What? Thought to 
have guts. That too. <laughs> there is. That's what I was kind of thinking when you said that there's uh, 125 guns for every 100 people. 120.5. 120.5 registered guns. Oh, the, the number of gun guns registered is even less. Hold on. Oh, that's just an yeah. estimate? That's just an estimate. That's got to be a low ball. I don't buy that. When was the statistic? Was it pre-pandemic? Um, I don't know. <laughs> if it was from anything before 2021... I'd like a recap. Oh, actually, never mind. The estimated total, total number of overall firearms in civilian possession, this is from 2020, four, looks like 434 million guns. That sounds more accurate. Yep, that's, <laughs> What's uh, that's the population estimated. of America? It's like 300 million something. Yeah. yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's about right. Each person has a gun, and then a million more. But for instance, how many people, like people we know, for example, own 20 to 30 guns? Yeah. Or even 60 guns. Yeah. Per household. Yeah, I'm sure that statistic is assuming an average of X amount of guns per home. Mm hmm Probably, which can't, which isn't going to be a high number. Well, in fuck, if you look at some homes, they have maybe 100 guns. Oh, yeah. That's my goal. I want to have a huge armory. Yeah. Like I'm an absurd sure. armory. Oh, yep. Okay. It is called, it's on Netflix, it's called Spy Ops. It's the first, it's a, there's multiple different episodes in line. A lot of them are like kind of boring, whatever. But this one was actually called Jawbreaker. It was the first one. It's about the them sending them guys over to uh, Afghanistan right after 9-11 happens. And they meet with Mossad, who's like the leader of the militia groups. Like he's brought together all these militia groups under one common goal. And they're all fighting Al-Qaeda. They've been fighting long for a long time. That's what the name of that is. It was very, very, very good. I'm going to have to check it out. Me too. For there's sure. a lot of stuff on my list that I haven't gotten to recently. Yeah. There's too much stuff to watch. We watch we watch a lot of documentaries. Like I absolutely love documentaries. So Painkiller's a good one. Painkiller is a good that one. That is a really good terrifying one. Terrifying one. Yep. Um I don't remember if we had a point that we were trying to round off with any of that. Guns uh, good. Yes. Everybody should stock up on guns. I think that there's more the ability to find common ground amongst both sides of a two political party, which is already basically, if I t oh, now I remember. There we go. <laughs> yeah, ADHD. Fuck you. So the same guys I make fun of, you know, about the whole entire freaking you've got must the have a Harvard education. The yeah, the Harvard education bullshit or whatever. But <sighs> damn it. I lost it and again. And it's gone. <laughs> Autism it strikes there. again. It was there. It's gone. It's there. It's gone. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I had anything else other than be prepared. <laughs> Shit seems like it's going to be hitting the fan. It's all a matter of when. Do you remember? Yes. We're back. So we were we're talking we're about... Back. Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> so you're talking about trying to find a true libertarian. Yes. Somebody that's a true libertarian. It is going to be absolutely fucking hard to do because... These guys are the people that, like, they go around like, absolutely not. You shouldn't vote Libertarian. You shouldn't vote Libertarian. You're just taking votes away from Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, those people It's like, you, if you want to change, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Start it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Get rid of the two. Can. Well, like, that's where I'm like, clearly nothing changed enough. If the government's able to continue doing what it's doing, then I don't think Trump did a great job. If Like, I understand there's red tape to cross over and everything, but... Your options are either if the people that say Trump's still the president and there's a shadow war going on are right, then I'm pro-Trump. 
But until that gets proven right, I don't think Trump fucking did anything. Like, I mean, the economy was great, and that's great, but there was no lasting... Like, we didn't get out of Afghanistan. We don't have any lasting government. There was... There wasn't an end to any government program that needs to be fucking done for, like well, the IRS. Like, and, and this is where, like, the two, extreme, the two extremes come and clash with each other, because, like, in that documentary that I was talking about, like, the... It's called, uh... The... This was planned or whatever about... In that documentary, they show that video where Trump is talking about, like, what happened in North Carolina. And he was like, there was very good people on both sides. Very good people. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. KKK, skinheads, Nazi propaganda groups, whatever. They're not good people. (laughs) No. They're not good people. Yeah. But where I try to, I tell her, I'm like, but where you have to also look at, though, is... It's the same way as you make a decision. Like, they tell you if you're getting in a relationship, well, write down all the good things about it and write down the bad things and then even it out. Okay, that's one of the things that he said is bad. There's a lot of things that he said that was stupid and they were bad. Yeah. But there's also a fuck ton of things that he said that, like, you should probably, everyone should agree with. Yeah. Like, oh, the yeah. whole, yeah. when he said on the public stage, we should not have been in Iraq. We should not have been in Afghanistan. We should, there was no weapons of mass yeah. destruction. There was none. Well, they try to make it like as if it's some sort sort of shady thing that he and Jared Kushner did in the Middle East. Yeah, what they did was they brought fucking peace to the Middle East. Oh like, yeah, I don't Everything care if was... Jared Kushner got paid money because he sat on the board of some Saudi's company. They brought peace to the Middle. People weren't fucking dying. Well, there weren't the... arbitrary wars being fought for and no then fucking he reason. Went, he went and ate with the North Korean. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, he went and ate with Kim Jong Un, and you know how that meeting went. Hey, you know you're doing your thing and fuck we, around and find out. Yeah, but you know I'm just going to tell you right now, like if you attack us, I will level you. This will be scorched earth. Yeah, there's no way that conversation went any other way than yeah. that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, like, but again, like a lot of stupid shit that he fucking said, but there's a lot of things that he did that, and he said, and everybody wants to sit there and act like you know. Biden freaking, oh, Biden went with this whole entire, he pulled all the soldiers out of Afghanistan, this was never ever happened. The fucking, everything was written out for a time to be breaking this down, and it started with Trump. It yeah. wasn't even with Obama, it started with Trump. And it included not giving up your only strategic fucking airport in the entire country and falling back to... H-Kia, which is, like, yeah. Yeah, don't even get me started. Yeah. It's... Don't even start on the fact that Biden suspiciously doesn't look like Biden of 2017, either. Yeah, Have you guys seen those pictures? Mm-hmm. The earlobes, man. Bi- yeah, Biden. He's a body double. I will say this much, <coughs> though, too. A mask. I will say this much, though, too. If you look at all the presidents that have been in there, by the time they were first in there, and when they get out of office... That is the absolutely most stressful fucking job on this planet. Not well, Trump. Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't. He didn't <laughs> age at all. Trump didn't. He almost came out looking better. At the but well, but for the most part, though, if you look at yeah, all of no, them, no, you're 100 right. I mean, I won't say the most stressful job on this planet. I will say one of the most stressful jobs on the planet because oh, yeah. you have taken consideration like all you're these the different the accords. Yeah, like well. Yet, at least on paper. Yes, but like, you know, you got all these different accords you have to follow, rules of engagement you have to follow. You're not only making decisions based on the future of a country, but you're also making decisions on 
the life in this country at the same time. Yeah. Everybody that's involved in it. That's a huge, huge weight that you have to oh, bear. Yeah. So I can understand, like, Do I, I think he was basically a flush pedestrian when he got voted in 110%. <laughs> I think Biden's a flush pedestrian. Well, I was about to say that, like, the aging argument doesn't count when he looked like that when he started. Yes, but I will that say he looks true. a lot worse than when he did start. Yeah, like his ball sack chin. You would tell when some people were like, it's a mask. I was like, it's a mask. God, he's wearing a fucking weird turtleneck. You can see that his skin is pushed up like the fucking dinosaur off Jurassic Park that shoots it. Just remember, Corn Pop, <laughs> Corn Pop was a bad dude. Corn Pop. Oh, wow. I dressed up. I was Joe Biden for Halloween. I was Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden mask in a robe. <laughs> dude, I wish you would have done I the cornrows. I haven't done the pictures yet. You I should have done the pictures of it. You should have done the cornrows. Cornrows would have been gold. <laughs> this is, hold on. This is my favorite picture. <laughs> you sniffing show. I'm not sure if the uh, crowd liked your costume. No, this was even <laughs> funnier because it was we were at a party at my mom's house and all of her friends except her and like one other couple <laughs> are far done, left. He would have done that. I oh bought, my god! I bought these yes. stickers. <laughs> I bought these stickers. We were putting them on. Corn pop was a bad dude. And he had the cornrows. <laughs> all right. Um, on that note, is it time to wrap up? It's about time to wrap up. Follow us on social media, though I'm taking a break from social media for the month of November. No bullshit November. On that note, check us out on social media. <laughs> Instagram is at not Alex McMullen, at S period C period McMullen, and at Boonpocalypse, which I'm not even going to begin to spell, but if you type Boon, you'll find it. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening.